From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy motherfucking Friday! <laughs> You're losing it a bit. <laughs> I went Friday! <laughs> You're coming unglued, I'm Callahan. You're ready to get out of I'm, here for the weekend. I'm fucking ready. Uh, Dave is, as we fully anticipated, not able to participate in today's After 9 podcast because Dave is currently dealing with some... Um, uh, illnesses in no, his illnesses house. Illnesses in his house. Everyone's yeah. sick in his house. And, and this, listen, this is what happens when you get back from a trip Thank to you. most people. Everybody should understand this before you click purchase on one of the travel websites. I'm telling you, and listen, I mean this in the nicest way, because I, I went to Dominican with the family, you guys know that, whatever. I, I travel with my husband, everything's fine. You travel with kids too, shit always happens. And and it's not to take away from a great trip, and and I know they had a great time too, he was telling us about it. Uh, but anyway, it, it, you have a great time and all these other things, but you get back and it just, your your body's just like, go fuck yourself. That's what happens. <laughs> like your body's like, hope you had fun. Go fuck yourself. And then you're screwed for like a week when you get back. That's what happened to me. Like I felt not great when I got back. And I think most people are like that, especially when they go away, um, you know, on a vacation. So, But that's because your body goes into relaxation mode for a while. Yeah, Someone, true. It you, changes, right? I mean, for me, when I'm getting closer to vacation time, not even gone yet, just getting closer to... That's when I start doing things like sleeping in. Yes. And I never sleep That's in. That's a pattern for you. I always know that you need a vacation because like when you don't show up for work, I'm like, something's wrong. Scott needs time off. <laughs> and, and that's sort of you my- you burn yourself out a little bit. You do. And and your body just sort of has a way of knowing, okay, it's almost time to chill. Now's the time when I'm going to let the, I don't know, the sniffles out. Now's yeah. the time when anal leakage, like whatever it is <laughs> that your body does to tell you that you need to settle the fuck down. Yeah. That's what's going on. So what we're going to do today is no Dave. Apologies to Mike Tyson, not for any particular reason. Just it's a good idea. Good to idea. Do. Yeah, off the top too. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah we're that's great. So let's run through some of the things that are top of mind for today. First off, happy second night of Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends that are listening. Indeed, I spent about twenty minutes yesterday texting every Jewish friend that I knew, even people that I wasn't a hundred percent sure they were Jewish, just to make sure that I got all those happy Hanukkah wishes out. Had to do it. Good. I Had love to it. do it. I want your take on this story because at first I thought it was completely ridiculous. Then I read into it and I thought about it and I thought, maybe she's on to something. Her name is Jenny. She lives in London and she's a 23-year-old. Jenny says she will not sacrifice her body for a baby unless she's paid $315,000 annually by her partner, who's quite well off himself, okay. for therapy a personal trainer, and baby needs. She's given a... Oh, and she also wants a mummy makeover. Jenny says, creating a human life takes a lot of sacrifice. I'd never put my body through that for free. I'm not built to suffer. Oh. She says she never wanted kids. She claims she even went as far as to ask the doctors to take her uterus out, but would consider becoming a mom if the right guy is willing to meet her terms. She says she'd need to be married before becoming pregnant, have a prenuptial agreement, and an infidelity clause in place, as well as have a baby moon, baby moon abroad. A baby moon. Is that where you just go and try and mate? Uh, No, the baby moon is actually before the baby comes. The baby moon usually happens when you're pregnant. Oh, I thought that's the baby moon con- was trying to get pregnant. No, that's not to conceive. That's when you're pregnant. It's kind of your last 
relax. You're supposed to take that with your partner. Well, you're supposed to. If you if you want to do that, you take that with your partner as like your last little vacation together, just the two of you before baby arrives. Because once baby arrives, I think we all know how it works. If you have a kid, life changes a little bit. So it's kind of like just your last vacation, just the two of you. Yep. She says, kids are expensive. I wouldn't bring, wouldn't want to bring a child into this world to suffer. I would have kids on the terms that it's good um, a good motherhood experience for me. Besides the $315,000 annually that she wants as an allowance, her non-negotiables also include a doula, a housekeeper for the first six months that the baby is born, Mm-hmm. And then the housekeeper would eventually be replaced by a weekly house cleaner who just comes in and cleans the house. She says, I don't know how women do cooking, cleaning and work as a mom. I commend them, but that's not going to be me. If all of that weren't crazy enough, she's also demanding uh, a present such as a car or a, an apartment or a push present, a push present. Yeah. What's a push present? A push present is like you're this is another thing that not necessarily everybody does or should do, but a push present is like a thank you for having my baby because just because, yeah, just to be nice. Isn't the baby the thank you? Like, hey, we did this together. We've got this beautiful child now, and we're going to be, well, we're linked together for life it's raising like a this labor little one. gift, though. You didn't go through the physical labor of it, so it's a push present. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just telling you what it is. People are doing that? People do that. Look up push presents. Get the fuck out there, of here. Look up push present ideas. Like there's a whole Etsy pages and Pinterest pages on it. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, back to the original point. Now, maybe 350. A lot's changed since you had your kids, I guess. I guess so. I mean, you know, back in the day. I know, though. It's a lot. I never had one. Just for the record, I never had a baby moon. I never had push presents or asked for one. That didn't happen. Okay, well, this woman is laying out in advance the standards for which he must meet if he wants her to have his baby. Okay. Does she have a, I mean, she wants a lot here. $315,000 a year. For perspective, by the way, she's fairly well off. She's like an Instagrammer or a YouTuber or something like that. She's got some money. Not a ton, but she's got some money. She wants somebody more well off to basically baby her and spoil her. All the baby's needs must be taken care of. She wants $315K a year. She wants a push present. She wants a baby moon. She wants a doula and a housekeeper. And I'll bet there's probably a million guys out there that would say sign me up i'll do it you think so okay so she's not in a relationship currently uh she was but apparently that relationship is not going to lead to a baby she knows that this one is not going anywhere okay not baby wise anyway Uh, i guess he doesn't have enough money i mean don't have a baby with that person if you you don't want to be with them that's a good start um uh, uh okay she might feel differently one day though how old is she 23 Okay, she <laughs> that changes Wait. that changes everything for me right there. Let's have this conversation that, in ten years. That changes everything for me right there. You said she's twenty three. Um, I I think that you should just hold off on all of this, and when you're thirty, look back on it and see how you feel because you change so much. I mean, I remember being like early twenties, not even knowing what I wanted. Like, do I want kids or not? And I'm I'm worried about this part about it. And, of course, you think about those things as a woman, no matter what. Like you start early, like you start in like your teenage years thinking about that. Like, what do I want? I don't know. And then you're like, I don't want to think about that. I think she's still in the phase of, oh, I don't want to put my body through that. I think uh, you mature as you grow older is like my easiest way to say it. And the maturity will probably outgrow all of her th- negative thoughts. 
Uh, not to say people don't make these arrangements in their 30s. I mean, I think uh, that it does probably happen where people are like, I don't want to have a baby physically. If you want me to, this is what has to happen. But I, those are people who think differently the most. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to explain it without like upsetting some, like I, a certain population of people, but it's a maturity thing for I, me. I think she's a complete and total twat. Yeah. I, I, I was okay. trying right. yeah, to see did. it from Good. her perspective. And while I don't disagree, it's okay to lay out some conditions here because yes. you're signing up for a lifelong commitment. Have an arrangement with your partner is fine to say, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. That's a conversation that has to be had. Absolutely. You want a doula? Okay, fine. Figure it out. Yeah. You want a housekeeper to come in for, no, she wanted a maid for the first six months or something like yeah. that. And then eventually it would go to a cleaner once a week or once a month or mm-hmm. whatever. Nothing wrong with laying out those expectations. Yeah. But on top of that, I need a mommy makeover. I want presents and I want uh, $315,000 a year. I mean, that might, again, seem like a high number to some people. I don't think it is for her, but put it in perspective. On top of everything, you got to pay me 50 grand a year. Um, She's a complete moron. Yeah, The money I, thing is where she lost me. Yeah. If you want some basic supports in place for when you to welcome this child, no problem. You want an infidelity clause? Everybody's entitled to ask for one. You don't have to agree, but you can ask. There's a whole bunch of things that we can work out here. The fact that you also want him to pay you, I don't even think she's going to be a very good fucking mom. No, she's not there. The maturity is not there. She is immature, and I think that in seven years, she'll look back. Even in seven years, she'll look back on that and go, oh, that's embarrassing. There's a couple things in the news today. Number one has to do with the cantaloupes that you may have eaten over the last two months. 129 people have now been confirmed with salmonella linked to this outbreak. That is double the number from a week ago. Five Canadians have died from salmonella because of tainted cantaloupe. You know what's so funny? When you talked about this on the radio show today, because I didn't realize those numbers would be that high for this, I realized I think I have some in my freezer and I don't even know the brand because I think everyone understands when you chop up cantaloupe, you get rid of that little fucking sticker that tells you where it comes from. <laughs> so I have, I have no idea where that cantaloupe came from, but it reminded me like, I got to throw that shit out. So thank you for the reminder. These things are or were sold in October and November. The Public Health Agency of Canada confirms 129 sicknesses. Cases have risen sharply in Quebec. 91 of them are there, 17 cases in Ontario, 15 in BC, two in PEI, New Brunswick, and Newfoundland and Labrador. That's two each. And again, five deaths from salmonella? What the fuck is going on here? It's Rudy brand cantaloupes and Malakita brand cantaloupes. Safe to say you should probably just skip the cantaloupe for a few weeks and let this batch just sort of rot away and then start over well, again. that's the thing, right? Once you know that, do you remember when Listeria, it happened several times, but do you remember, wasn't it Listeria was all over our romaine lettuce for like a couple solid years there? Oh, yeah. I stayed away from romaine for a long time because of it. I was like, any other lettuce will do. I feel like people are also going to have this reaction with cantaloupe. Like, I ain't taking a chance on cantaloupe. No. I'll try again like late 2024. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's delicious and you'll shit it's, your ass yeah. off. It's great, but I it, cantaloupe is not worth death to me. I don't know what you guys. Uh, listen, I know that's extreme, and those are very like few and far between cases, but still enough to make you, you know, just to just to put it out there and let you guys know. That's all. There's a couple of recurring topics that have come up on the pod over the last couple of months, and they all have to do with travel. So we're going to talk cars, and we're going to talk planes here, and this is horrible. The International Civil Aviation Organization, they're basically the global authority. It's a UN body. Just gave Canada a grade C for flight safety and oversight. Ew. 
It was an A-plus rating. We're down to a C. (gasps) That's bad. They say Canada did not perform well in aircraft operations, airports, and air navigation. They're recommending Ottawa shore up certification linked to dangerous goods shipments and ensure proper training and fatigue management for air traffic controllers. Fatigue management? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear this. Work on planes and they're worried about fatigue management? Is it a lack of uh, availability of pilots and That, that has to be part of it. We're, we're losing pilots faster than we're losing nurses, and nobody seems to give a shit. I, yeah. I don't know why, but well, actually I do know why. The Americans are offering more attractive routes, yeah. and they're offering more money. So that's part of the reason that flights are going up here is WestJet just signed a massive contract with their flight attendants. Air Canada did recently as well. The cost is going to go up, and, and there's a lot of unhappy people in the industry, clearly, if they're willing to strike over this. And, and that's even different from the air traffic controllers. Mm-hmm. They work for the airport. What, what the hell's going on there? Are they well-rested? Please, God, tell me they're well-rested. Yeah. Tell me they get a little break here and there and that they're, they're focused and, and dialed in when they're in the tower. It's pretty important. Certainly The most important. Well, I mean, hey, we've all shit the bed on a test. This is not good. A plus to a C. Not good. That's basically a fail. The, uh, we're getting a new concert venue. Oh, Oh. no, you know, I'm going to save that one. I'll I'll stick with the cars and planes and shit. We talked about this yesterday. uh, The changes that they're thinking about making to driving. Well, there's another proposal that's come out. The Auditor General's report revealed something interesting about senior citizens that are driving. People over 80. Their license renewal process in that age bracket is very, very simple. They call it an education session because I guess they didn't want to tell people once you turn 80, you got to get retested. So they called it something different. An education session where you go down to the drive test center. They do a vision test. And then you need to draw a clock. If you draw the clock successfully, you get your license, no questions asked, for two more years. Like an OG clock, just like a put the numbers. Like a circle in two hands, yeah. that's it. So cognitive tests are really important. This is how they kind of determine all kinds of different, um, including Alzheimer's, dementia, like you name it. There's all kinds of different cognitive tests that they do. So I trust that whatever this is makes sense for this. That clock test is very common. That is one of the ways that you test for early signs of dementia. So now we're doing it a little differently. Well, that's the only thing we're doing to test drivers to make sure they're able. Hey, listen, I think it's important to make sure that we don't have people out there that are in uh, various stages of dementia of and things like that. We don't want them on the roads. And look, we talked about this, like you said, countless times, and it's hard for families to take the keys out of those hands. So it's important that we have these things in place. So at least it, ca- it doesn't have to be family members and loved ones to say, give me the fucking keys to that car and stop driving it. Well, basically the way this is going is, and you'll have a little bit of advance notice, By 2026, it looks like they're going to introduce a simplified road test. Why are we not doing that now? These people are fucking 80. Yeah. They're 80. Yeah. Joe Biden, his age, he should probably be tested before we give him the keys to a fucking car. You know, yeah. everybody should. And and that's not, it's not even being, it's, don't even think it's, oh, it's ageist. They're perfectly, no, listen, listen, plain and simple fact. Those eyeballs are 80 years old. Yep. Those ears are 80 years old. The reflexes, reflexes are 80 years old. It absolutely needs to be tested in all the ways possible. 
Think about everything that's changed since that person started driving. Yeah. Chances are they got their license more than 60 years ago. If you love- How much have cars evolved like, in 60 years? Exactly. Like, And I mean, that's the thing. And if you love that person, you don't want them in danger because that's what could happen. We've seen it before. Well, right. this is the most compelling stat that came out of the report. They said, ministry research shows more than a third of those drivers over 80 who managed to pass the clock drawing test, couldn't pass a road test. Hmm. More than a third of them. So that means safe to say that out of the people they studied, a third of the drivers over 80 should not, would not pass a road test. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not safe. Not, not safe. Good. Not good. We're also looking at the uh, uh, different ways to discourage stunt driving. This also part of the Auditor General's report. People who have had their licenses suspended for dangerous driving, have a fatal collision rate six times higher than regular drivers. So they're dangerous by nature. The report says of the more than 2,500 drivers who had their license suspended at least twice for dangerous driving or stunt racing, a mere 5% of them were required to take a driving course. Can we all agree? That if you're out there driving your car at 200 kilometers an hour, they caught somebody on the 401 this morning going 205. If you're driving your car at stunt driving speeds, I have no problem at all with the impound. I have no problem at all with the judge giving you a $10,000 fine. And if they want to say to you, plus it's now mandatory, you have to retake driver's ed, giddy up. Make it as inconvenient and painful as possible for these people that are out there being reckless like that. Yep, agree. And got caught. Not just did it, and they got caught. Make them take driver's ed. Make them go back to a G2 or even a G1 or something. Those are good ways to discourage this sort of shit. Mm -hmm. We're getting a new outdoor concert venue. Okay, where is it going? I don't know why we didn't do this sooner, actually. Sobe Stadium. I had to look it up. I didn't know what Sobe Stadium was. I used to know it as Rexall Center. It's where they play the the oh. Rogers Open or the National yes. Bank Open or whatever they call it now. Yeah, it's the tennis facility at York University. They're going to begin hosting concerts starting in May. They can huh. accommodate 9,000 guests in That's an a lot. outdoor venue. They say they'll be attracting big acts in music, comedy, and more. The new venue is going to be called The Bowl. The Bowl? So if you get tickets to a show at Sobe Stadium, you're actually going to... The bowl. Okay. A custom stage has been ordered. Okay. It's kind of neat. Like, I like I like options. I love options. How's like, the parking there? Picture <laughs> picture BMO Field, but a hell of a lot more intimate. Right. That's a good venue for a show. If you get front row there, that's a great seat. And you said outdoor, right? Yep. Yeah, there's no... Okay, so... I think that that's great to have another option. And there are a lot of artists that want to come here, especially in those summer months. Like Bud Stage was fucking rammed this past summer with artist after artist after artist. So why not spread it out a little bit? And not all those artists sell out. No, they don't. I mean, no, they don't. imagine Bud Stage, but with half the venue and all the way around. Yeah. That's so much better, I think, than a typical amphitheater style. I think so, too. Yeah, that's great. So this is real good. Uh, A grand jury has indicted U.S. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, accused of failing to pay $1.4 million in federal taxes Mm -hmm. while allegedly taking false deductions. Wait a second. He wrote off the deductions without declaring the income and the deductions weren't even legit? That's bad. Prosecutors claim he instead spent the money on drugs, 
sexual escorts, luxury hotels, exotic cars, and clothing. The charges are in addition to his other indictments on federal gun charges that he's facing in Delaware. Does he, does he talk, do they talk to each other? Hunter and Joe? Yeah. Oh, they're buddies. Like their buddy, everything's Oh, they're business fine? partners, like, yeah. Okay. So Hunter goes out and lands the deals, and then Joe has to stay out of it because he's the president, right? Yeah. So Hunter will go out and he'll convince, I don't know, Ukraine, for example, hey, we'll do this for you. You're going to do this for us. You give me the money. I'll filter it out to dad so that we can keep the money trail clear. That's basically what they're investigating right now with Hunter Biden. Now, the fact that they got him on gun charges and tax evasion really has nothing to do with the reason they want to go after Hunter Biden, but here we are. They've got him on, it's kind of like the Trump thing. They'd love to go after Trump for a lot of different things. Instead, they ended up with a bunch of little things, and now they're all working their way through the court. Either way, uh, that's probably good. He seems like a piece of shit. So if they've now indicted him twice, we'll see where that one goes. What do you think is going to happen with Otani? I'm so excited. I think he's going to sign with Toronto. Do you? Okay, so listen, as we record this podcast, it's Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning. So keep this in mind, because maybe you, you guys know news as you're listening to this. We don't. Uh, but we do have a shit ton of rumors. Not just rumors, but there's people that I, I that we all trust as good uh, sources for this information. And there's a flight direct from that popped up, by the way, that was not scheduled up until last night. Like, I think late last night it popped up on people's radar here. A direct flight from Anaheim to Toronto, and people believe that it's him. It's a charter. It's a charter. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so if he was going to sign in Toronto, he would probably come here and do it. They could do it by Zoom and fax and whatnot, but they won't. They'll do it in person and a big media conference, I'm assuming. Does that mean they'd announce today and bring him in tomorrow? Are they going to wait till tomorrow and say, we signed him and bring him out from behind the big curtain? I mean, I guess so. It's very reminiscent of the Kawhi Leonard watch. Where's Kawhi going to sign? Well, Kawhi ended up signing in Toronto, and we ended up winning an NBA championship, which oh was God. great. This, yeah, It's like that again. I've got that vibe. It's exciting. He's a generational player. He is being compared to Babe Ruth for his ability to pitch and bat. He's smashing records left, right, and center, and one of the most marketable athletes in the world. Of course we want him here, but of course baseball doesn't want him here. Have you seen the videos? There's a couple of them that have gone viral now. Different reasons that he should not sign in Toronto. I like it. Fuck off. Uh <laughs> well, some of them made good points, though. I, I know a lot of people want to shit all over it, but the, the former Blue Jay who now plays for, is it the Dodgers or whatever? He put out a video saying, hey, it's not great. The taxes are fucking terrible. It's cold. They get a lot of snow. You're going to have to stand for two anthems at every single game instead of one oh, and listed off a whole bunch God. of different reasons that playing in Toronto is not all it's cracked up to be. I don't know. Not the least of which is the artificial turf at Rogers Center, which will probably kill your knees in a few years. This guy, though. But the renovations, though. How about the pros? There's a lot of pros. You're can you're, You represent an entire country. This guy apparently is also really a private guy, a chill guy. He doesn't want a lot of the... MLB networky shit in his face and the way that we do it here in Canada is a little bit different. It's a little bit different than the States. They sure. treat baseball the way we treat hockey. You know, so it's not as skeezy. Uh, I think I said, yeah, tomorrow. I meant today, by the way, that flight lands at 3.54 p.m. Eastern today. 100% on Friday. So, so this is what I mean. Like, I, a lot of people are, are saying that this is, this is it. Now, of course, this is just speculation that that's where this flight came from popping up out of nowhere late last night. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for Jays fans, though. Like, I say Jays fans. I am one, obviously. But I know there's hardcores. Like our boss, Dave Blizzard, who's probably... <laughs> 
taking today off because he's on Otani watch, not because he's sick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is actually sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, half a billion dollars, though. That, that's a hell of a lot of money to play. It's, pay one person to play a game. Well, half that, a billion that's dollars. what I mean with these videos. Like, don't play there. Like, just he, he's he's he'll be fine. He'll be just fine here. And we'll love him and we'll treat him well. Suck it. <laughs> uh, some new numbers have come in. We talk from time to time about um, uh, the amount of people that are coming to Canada, some of them trying to immigrate here legally, some of them coming here and declaring refugee status. Well, when someone comes and declares refugee status, we have to decide, are you actually a refugee? And while this should be a fairly open and shut process, it's never black and white. And occasionally these people are here for a very long time. All those people that crossed at Roxham Road, while that was open, uh, they are all waiting for their refugee claims to be processed. There's thousands of these people. And you've probably heard, we're moving them around. When they got to Quebec, we bust them to Ontario. And then Toronto was like, what the fuck? We don't have room for these people. Get them somewhere else. So we bust them to like half to Windsor and half to Niagara and stuff like that. The bill's in. Would you like to know how much that cost? Uh, n- I mean, yes, but no. But yeah, go ahead. This year, this year, $769 million in hotels and hotel bills for the refugees. Almost a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Was Maybe, just maybe. I don't think the government should be in the hotel business. Not what I'm going to suggest at all. But maybe we should have some sort of a facility, a shelter of sorts that we send refugee claimants to. You guys go there while we figure you out. We're not going to put you up in a Falls View suite at the goddamn Marriott when people who live in Niagara Falls can't afford to stay at the Marriott in a Falls View suite. What happened, what happened to those COVID hotels? What happened to those? Remember that? Oh, you know what? Even that turned out to be a just a mess. The bills from COVID are coming in like rapidly right now. I mean, the bill for that ArriveCan app was just insane. And it turns out like almost no work was done on it. We paid mm-hmm. millions for this thing. And we also got the bill for some of those hotels. It was astronomical how much these hotels charged. I think we should make it public, personally. I think all of that should be on a government website. And I should be able to easily find out how much the Holiday Inn Airport Calgary charge the government of Canada for a room night. Because if I can go and stay there for $125 a night, but they decided because it's the government, we're going to jack them for $700 a night. I got a major issue with Holiday Inn and an even bigger issue with the person who agreed to pay that fucking bill. Mm -hmm. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. What are you doing this weekend? So this weekend is uh, thankfully pretty chill, honestly. I've got some like odds and ends to do, but I'd like to kind of stay low key. I kind of want to purposely stay away from people um, because I don't want to get sick. I don't want you to get sick sick. either. I I don't want to get sick. Um, I have too much going on. And next weekend I host my whole family. Like I mean extended family. So my uncles, aunts, cousins, my kids, cousins, like the whole nine is all coming to our house. And I feel like I've got stuff to start prepping for now for that. So I'm going to make it a really nice, low-key, go-with-the-flow weekend. So aside from like a lunch with a girlfriend of mine today that I'm heading to after the pod, nothing. Do you ever pay somebody to come in and clean your house? I have. Yeah. I yeah, do. I do. 
once yeah. a month we have somebody come in just to yeah. do the shit that we don't want to do. Clean the baseboards and the blinds and the you, fans and shit. You do that once a month, like baseboards? Or do they do different levels every, every time kind of thing? No, they do what needs to be done. It's just what needs to yeah. be done. We keep the house very, very clean, but there's certain things that we just don't have the time or the energy to do. I also don't have that thing in my head where I can look at a baseboard and say, oh, that's dirty. I've never mm-hmm. noticed a dirty baseboard, but apparently these things are rampant with dust. Yeah. So, yeah, we just get somebody in to do it, especially before Christmas. Here's 300 bucks. Fuck. Yeah, see, we do it. Make it look good, please. Four times a year, deep clean, though. We'll do like a deep clean. So, like, I leave the house completely and I'm like, have at her. And then they go nuts for like four, five, or six hours. Fantastic. Yeah. Doesn't your house smell like it's great after? Nice and institutional afterwards. It's fantastic. Yes. Okay, well, I know you're busy. One more story before you go. This was popular this morning on the Scott and Cat radio show. You're going to hear it uh, on all of our shows today. Yeah. It's about a woman explaining why she broke up with her boyfriend. Listen to this. I'm breaking up with the guy I'm dating because of what he did to me while I was on the toilet the other day. And I'm not joking. Like, I'm being so serious right now. So I'm at his house. I sit down to take a poop, right? I go to wipe. There's no toilet paper. I'm like, damn. Hey, babe, could you please grab me some toilet paper? He said, no. I already told you that bathroom's out of toilet paper. Sorry. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot you told me this bathroom's out of toilet paper. Regardless, could you please just run downstairs and grab me some real fast? He said, no, I already told you, like, you're going to have to figure it out. Like, I told you already. And then he asks me, did you go number one or number two? Because if you just peed, you can use the towel right there to wipe. I said, there's actually no world where I will be using our bath towel. I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to go, I'm going to start screaming for help. Like, I'm going to start screaming. He's still your man. I go, help, help me to the neighbors because I'm like, bro, I need help. And then he storms off goes downstairs, he comes back, slams the door open, and he throws the toilet paper at my head. I cried. I did. First off, why do women making videos on Instagram talk so quickly? Holy shit. You gotta keep up with the story. Are you ready to go? Okay, here's what happened. Oh my God. Let's play that again, but I'm gonna break it down, and I'm gonna do uh, a couple of comments as we're listening to it. I'm breaking up with- I was gonna say, it's even longer than that, by the way, so we already cut that down. I'm breaking up with the guy I'm dating because of what he did to me while I was on the toilet the other day. And I'm not joking. Like, I'm being so serious right now. So I'm at his house. I sit down to take a poop, right? I go to wipe. There's no toilet Took a shit at the boyfriend's house. All right. Toilet paper. I'm like, damn. Hey, babe, could you please grab me some toilet paper? He said, no. I already told you that bathroom's out of toilet paper. Sorry. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You told me this bathroom's out of toilet paper. He told her there's no toilet paper in that bathroom. She still went in and took a poop in uh, that bathroom. I get that, 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 that. First of all, it could have been in passing, like... Oh, yeah, just so you know, something there. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter. That part doesn't even matter. She's at his house. He knows there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Why didn't you go and get some toilet paper for your bathroom, asshole? I'm not even sure if it's their house because she said on our, like at one point she says our. So I don't know if they are were sharing a house, a place at one point. If she moved in or what? Just just for clarity. I don't know. Do you want to go to the replay? Okay, let's go to the replay. I'm pretty sure she explains yeah, get, this. Yeah. I'm breaking up with the guy I'm dating because of what he did to me while I was on the toilet the other day. And I'm not joking. Like, I'm being so serious right now. So I'm at his house. I sit down. His okay, house. His house. Okay, good, good. Poop, right? I go to wipe. There's no toilet paper. I'm like, damn. Hey, babe, could you please grab me some toilet paper? He said, no. I already told you that bathroom's out of toilet paper. Sorry. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot you told me this bathroom's out of toilet paper. Regardless, could you please just run downstairs and grab me some real fast? He said, no. I already told you, like, you're going to have to figure it out. Like, I told you already. And- Would it have been a problem to just say, all right, you know what? You're a total asshole, but I will go and get my own toilet paper. Just pull up the pants and do the waddle down the stairs or nude? No. No, just because she's no. got the... No. She hadn't wiped yet. That's No. And never the answer is no, because no. oh, okay. you have a perfectly fine human with two fucking legs right there that can go down and get it for you. <laughs> And then he asks me, did you go number one or number two? Because if you just peed, you can use the towel right there to wipe. I said, there's actually no 
world where I will be using our bath towel. I'm like, our okay, bath well, towel. That's go where out. I got it from. That's where I thought it was their place. Yeah. Our bath towel. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Maybe that's their sex rag she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start screaming for help. Like, I'm going to start screaming. He's still your man. I go, help, help me. The drama is too much. Settle the fuck down. Nobody likes this situation. He's being an asshole. Although he did warn you. He's still being an asshole for not going to get the toilet paper. We get it. You deciding, I have no other choice but to make this big, loud, dramatic scene that may even have the neighbor's phone and the cops, me screaming for help out of our apartment. That was completely juvenile and uncalled for. What's juvenile, though? It's all juvenile. Screaming for help I, over I, toilet I, paper? Listen, this You should have used the towel and, the, the, and the, then the, dumped them. If this is his house, then get ready for your fucking guests to come over. I remember, especially when I first dated my husband, he went head over heels, did whatever I needed. He literally moved furniture around because he thought that I'd like it a certain way. Like, he would do so many things for me. That's the person that you want in your life. Someone who won't even get you fucking toilet paper because they're petty and they mention it to you in passing, but you're sitting there with shit on your ass and won't help you is the biggest fucking red flag I've ever heard of in my life. Is she being a little juvenile screaming and yelling? Maybe. Could she have just like got up and left? Why would she do that when she knows he's got, again, he's got perfectly fine legs, at least get the toilet paper. And also not to mention the ending, which we're going to play for you again, is a good reminder that he's a piece of shit himself for throwing toilet paper at her head. The neighbors, because I'm like, bro, I need help. And then he storms off, goes downstairs. He comes back, slams the door open, and he throws the toilet paper at my head. I cried. I did. Yeah, uh, definitely he's a piece of shit. Like, they got to break up for They've sure. got to or break like, up. That's not a good relationship because there's so much underneath it, right? It's not even the fact of like, I told you there's no toilet paper, sweetie. You're on your own. Like, it'd be one thing if he's a ha, 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 funny thing. But like, there's so much more behind that. Like, why was he so angry at her trying was he trying to teach her a lesson and if so what's the lesson like you don't like her that is him not liking her you are being an absolute piece of shit to her and again that's just for me it's such a red flag it's a red flag that she also doesn't want to be with him clearly because she is clearly not comfortable being there and not being welcomed there so i would want out to dump him any chance that this was a misunderstanding and that uh if she i told you there's no toilet paper in there just let her sweat for a second or, you know, make her think you're not doing it, but then you go and do it anyway. Like, is there any sort of a playful game here that this was just a misunderstanding until she started screaming for the neighbors to help? Any chance? No, because, like, that if it was a joke, it would have been, it, was, it wouldn't be a TikTok video that we're listening to now. It'd be like, I'm not getting it for you. Just kidding. I'll get it for you, babe. Like, that's a nice partner. Mm-hmm. Either way, if you're having a girl over to your house, gentlemen, You should have toilet paper in the bathroom. You, living alone, should have toilet paper in the bathroom regardless of whether or not people are coming over. Have toilet paper in the bathroom. And while you're at it, guys, have everything you might possibly need for a woman when a woman is coming over to your house. You should have it all. You should have a little travel kit. You should have uh, uh, Q-tips. You should have uh, tampons, pads, Anything that a woman might want or need. Nice smelling soaps, a fresh, clean towels, all that shit. Yeah, It's only going to work out better for you in the end if you just do it in advance. Would you ever do that as a prank to your girlfriend? The no toilet paper yeah, thing? Yeah, like let's say that you did, say, let's say this is you and you she came home and you were like, ah, I got to get toilet paper for that bathroom just so you know still. And let's say she goes in there and doesn't realize it and that's her. What would you do? Okay, so I 
would absolutely go and get the toilet paper. Yeah. But I also am one of those guys that does not want to see my girlfriend go to the bathroom. So I would have to do like some fucking cloak and dagger, like turn off the lights, open the door very slowly, and I'll hand you the roll through there. I don't want to see anything. <laughs> you wouldn't chuck it at her head is I your answer. Cer- I wouldn't Good chuck answer. anything at her pretty head. Good answer. Nothing. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, be fucking prepared if you're going to have women over to your place clean it make sure it smells nice get rid of the mold in the shower just give it a little tilex wipe down or something make sure you have everything she might need because if you don't and she has to do the whole oh shit i really need makeup remover i'm gonna have to go to shoppers maybe she'll just keep on going if you have those things in your home great no reason to leave but again i think that's where the mental um that's where you know if that person really cares about that person. Do you know what I mean? You care about somebody, you go out of your way to think about that in advance. You don't not put toilet paper in and prepare for that person that you are really excited to see come over. Do you know what I mean? You prep for it. That's my from my experience. From my experience, you know that person's coming over. You do all those things. That's what you do. So in my mind, he doesn't care about her anyway. So that is a red flag. And that's why I'd be bouncing. And she is. And on that, we got to (laughs) go. We do have to go. Uh, What what do we have to tell people? Oh, next week on our show, we're giving away tickets to see Pink. Yep. I know that's going to be a hot show, Summer Carnival, uh, next year or so. Great stocking stuffer if you win that next week. Could you imagine? Like, hey, I I won you Pink tickets. Actually, you can just say you bought them. You don't have to say you won them. Yeah, don't tell them you won it on the radio. But we're going to have some fun with that uh, on the show next week. Is there anything else? I. uh, Oh, you're going to the Rock game tomorrow? Yeah, I, I don't think I mentioned it on the pod, but I did sign a new contract for this season. So I'm back with the team and I will be the in-game host and we're going to be doing a lot of fun things Mm -hmm. at the game during the TV timeouts and at halftime. There's going to be the trike races and all that sort of shit that we always do. But then there's also going to be a few opportunities where if you win, you win a prize for everyone in your row. Oh, snap. That's pressure, man. That means if you lose, they're going to boo you out of the building. So <gasps> do well, everyone. Do well. Do you get to pick who gets to play games or do they tell you? In it? I know I've, I've covered for you before, so I know the answer. But can you explain to people? Because I'm sure they see you and they're like, let's just follow Scott Fox until he gives me free shit. <laughs> people think that too. Is that true or is that not right? So the way it works is me personally, I have no idea who's going to play the game until they bring them to me. And I do a quick, hi, how are you? Here's how it's going to work. And we go out on the turf. It's the game ops people, the people in those red T-shirts that have the rock logo on it. They're the ones you're looking for. Same with the Leafs. They've got Leafs Mm -hmm. game ops people, Raptors game ops people. They're the ones who choose the contestants. And most of the time, they're just checking a box. They just want somebody. So if you hang around those people long enough, you might get to play one of the contests. So stop asking Scott for big screen TVs is what we're trying to tell you. I don't have any. Where's your pizza? (laughs) Free shit, Scott. (laughs) He doesn't control it okay yeah, i don't usually carry four large pizzas yeah. with me have a great weekend go rock go Woo. and we will see you on monday let's get a tiny woo bye lawmakers in russia recently set a date for the country's next presidential election november 40th <laughs> i read that on a recent flight from canada an off-duty pilot had to step in after the captain suffered an uncontrollable nosebleed Yeah, this is why before I board a plane, I always double-check that the pilot's not a third grader. (laughs) And this made things worse. Instead of tilting his head back to stop the bleeding, he tilted the plane. Oh. Authorities in New Jersey were recently called to capture a loose pig named Albert Einswein. (laughs) 
after it escaped from its home. It was caught safely and reunited with its brother, Sloppenheimer.